You're listening to Badger and Bull on the Fat Gatsby Network. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome to Badger and Bull. Hello, everybody. I'm the bull, that's the badger. And this month, we are going to talk about Overwatch. Overwatch time... Overwatch time. Yeah, it's it's been Especially a bit. Is the month where season two of Overwatch League. Yeah, that's why we're back. here. Yeah, yeah, Overwatch League, season two is coming up here in a little over a, a week from when we record and when we post this. So yeah, um, finally. Fourteenth. What better way gosh. to celebrate Valentine's Day than sitting down, cheering on your team to victory? Finally, oh. finally, it feels like yeah, forever. It feels like there's a really long postseason, right? Like, even though the season went pretty long, it seems, and then you had the All-Stars stuff afterwards, it felt like the postseason was just long. Well, there was, um, well, one... Because there was Overwatch World Cup, right? Yeah, but, I mean, you look at uh, this season, which is starting in February, and this season doesn't wrap up until, like, August, September. Um, So this season is going to go longer than last season, which wrapped up at the end of July, uh, mm-hmm. so that, that'll be a month later there. And assuming they, I mean, a lot happened in this off season. Like they created eight new teams. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there, there was much business to do in the off season for fortifying the league and refining rules and all that stuff. Schedule changes, the playoff rule changes. Like, oh man, it got to be pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot, a lot happening, but kind of no real news in the last, uh, Really, a couple months after they announced the last team, which was, I think, the Washington Justice was the last formally announced team. Um, Were they the last eh, formally announced eh, team? Either them or Vancouver Titans. I think oh, it was, it was Vancouver. Vancouver. It was Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's been two months since, at least, since that happened. So that's just been, mm-hmm. at this point, just organizing of teams and announcing of players and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess let's run down a quick recap of, of some of the stuff. Uh, yeah, we start, we kick off on Valentine's Day. Each team, there's four stages, again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, each stage lasts five weeks. Uh, each stage, will, a team will play seven matches. They play between zero and two matches a week. So I think last year, yes. they always played two. So this year... Uh, there's a, a bit more flexibility there, a little, yes. some, weeks, some weeks off in there, some easier weeks. Uh, and one of the other things, too, that they've made sure to do is that no team will ever have the last match of one night and then the first one of the next day. Yeah, no Clopins. Yeah, exactly. That, that happened, I know, for Fusion, that happened twice to them. But every team had it happen at least once. Yeah. Every team had it happen at least once. And it was just rough. Like, that second match, like... One of those was just not going to happen because you just didn't have time to prepare at all. Yeah. Um, and so getting it down to the schedule they're on now uh, looks really good. Uh, it looks nice. I'm encouraged and enthusiastic about it. I think it's going to give teams time to really prepare for their opponents, uh, which is great for fans too because then you start to see crazy custom strategies built just to go against these other teams. Mm-hmm. You know, Hopefully. You get the time to really, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get the time to analyze them going in. Um and I don't know, are are we at the time now where we can talk about our predictions for tactics oh my God. going into this? Slow season? down, man. Jeez. Oh my god, too fast, too much, too oh my fast. God, we barely got through the changes. Yeah, there, there's a couple of uh of of weekends where the matches are pl- gonna be played outside of LA. There's one in Atlanta, yep. one in uh Dallas, Texas. It's somewhere in yes. Texas. One of the yes, I think it's, it's Dallas. Dallas. 
yeah so yeah. that's cool uh getting out of there getting out of la for a little bit yep going um, traveling more ste- more more teams will be making the playoffs uh mm-hmm. division champions get buys yeah et cetera, et cetera. There. that's kind of the the general gist of it the all-star break is in the middle of the season instead of a month after the end of it so that's probably mm-hmm. a good place for it, a better place for it um that's that new teams in atlanta chengdu yep, <laughs> yep. chengdu uh guangzhou <laughs> hangzhou <laughs> yeah there's hangzhou, three three new teams hangzhou. in china which made people go yeah. like oh my god china got three teams do you know how many people live in china yeah a lot of people so many people in china look how many and people are in the what? u.s walnut come on give me a break yeah. Well, even then, it was crazy because Shanghai Dragons, right? They went yeah. own forty first season. They right? did not. They didn't win. Despite <laughs> the despite those numbers of going own forty, Chinese fans tuned in like crazy for mm-hmm. Overwatch. Like the the viewership numbers went through the roof in Chinese team play. So yes, China's going to get three expansion teams, just hey. for sheer volume of people and everything else, and the expansion hey, yeah. of Blizzard into that area. Like, come on, if that's where the money is, man. That, that's yeah, that's a it. market that everyone wants to squeeze money from. Yeah, you got three new Hell teams yeah. in China. We got Paris Eternal uh, in Europe. For Europe, yep. And two Canadian teams, Toronto and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, important note, I now have a team to root for in Toronto. Yeah, they are just on the other side of Lake Ontario from me. It's a two-hour drive up to Toronto. That is local enough um, mm-hmm. and, and lets me avoid my lifelong disdain of rooting for New York teams. Uh, <laughs> well that and uh didn't i think toronto announced recently too they were building or have finished construction on their own esports arena yeah so yeah. when they start doing more of the traveling circuit for season three toronto's team is set up to have their own home esports arena to play in should yep. be really cool yeah they were uh they were in eb games up there in toronto today signing autographs and shit Ooh, nice yeah. nice <laughs> and pictures of them freezing their asses off oh i'd believe Those it, poor I'd believe it. Boys. i'm so glad the fusion guys came to town when they did it was already mm-hmm. cold enough for them no. but if they had to come in this it'd be like oh yeah. <laughs> you guys will never want to come back <laughs> and, and toronto is is markedly colder than buffalo uh oh yeah up oh there. yeah uh, and finally the washington justice uh, yes the East justice in there so yeah, eight new teams to join all the teams that were already there. Um, so man, that that kind of sets the the stage. Um, yeah. Well, and the, I guess the last thing is that the the patch they will be starting on is the what is now the current patch with the uh, the nerfs to armor and the yep, buff to reaper. Nerfs. Buff to Reaper. Yeah. Slight shadow buff, as I've been saying to Brigitte's alt with how. Yeah temporary armor actually applies and works in terms of, of yeah. damage order um so the, she the, got a slight yeah. shadow buff the goat yeah. buster patch uh yes is, is yes what, the the alleged goat buster <clears throat> patch though we'll we'll see it is alleged we'll, i we'll think we're still goes. gonna see some goats at the I start so of the too. season uh mostly because you're gonna play what you know currently going in and you're not gonna give up anything right out of the gate right yeah like, you might see teams that decide to run dive because they're going to run dive just to counter and do something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you're, we're still going to see this 3-3. <laughs> three, three. We're still going to see some pretty standard stuff. And then as we get towards stage one playoffs, mm-hmm. then we're going to see the stuff come out. Yeah. You well, know, you know, we're going to see the, the strategy. Also, that's what we thought. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, of not moving off of dive, uh, NYXL. 
They never changed yeah. their strategies, and they ate no. shit for it at the end of the season. So they did. NYXL w- went hard. Like they kept running dive, and boy, did their ranking dive. Yeah. Some, they just, they just couldn't get off anything else. Some casters thought they were sandbagging. Turns out they just were not keeping up with the uh, no. The, the they couldn't the meta. adapt. Yeah, they couldn't adapt to patch changes, and I think that speaks to esports in general and as a whole. Uh, is what makes good teams and good players mm-hmm. is adaptability. Uh, esports is in itself and the nature of video games, they're very quickly evolving, very quickly changing. And good players, good teams, and good team management coaches and everything else know how to adjust and adapt to those structure changes. And that's yeah. a huge thing. Um, other just kind of new things that will be in there. I don't think the sim rework was, it was in there. The Torb rework definitely wasn't. Because yep, the last yep, thing they got was true. the Hanzo rework in there. So, yeah, two new hero yeah. reworks. Um, a whole new hero itself. Two new heroes. Two new heroes, Because yeah. ha- Hammond uh, came out Hammond right at the that. end of the season. So, yeah, Hammond wasn't in there. Ash wasn't in there. Ash, Ash is going to see play oh, in Overwatch League. So play. Because she is Bob a hit scan. Great. Yeah, she's a hit scan, and Bob is great. Yeah. Uh, she's, a, she's a fast-paced hit scan. You know, people always say she's a different form of Widowmaker, except I think the real power is in that she doesn't have to wait to charge her shots. Nope. Right? So it's not a one-shot kill, but you're putting out consistent damage. Yeah. Um, And she can build ultimate really fast, I mean, especially against even goats. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, your your dynamite probably isn't going to kill anyone against a 3v3 team, but you're going to do some, you're going to get some good alt charge off that. Yeah. You're going to be able to throw Bob out pretty fast. Yeah, um, new and map. Then there's just Bob. Oh yeah, it's then there's just Bob. Bob. Yeah, uh, yeah. Busan is in there now. That wasn't there yep. before. Uh, the new Paris map, I imagine, will not be live for season one or stage one. Probably stage two. Uh, yeah, that's, that's on that's TTR currently. I don't yeah. see them dropping that uh, for stage one, which is no fine. So long as the balance of stage <clears throat> one is is the same. Well, as... because what they said was going to be on Overwatch is the patch that is now live. Yes. They said that back when the current patch was on the PTR, they said when this patch goes live, it will be the same patch that is on for Overwatch League. So the current patch that everybody's playing right now will be the Overwatch League patch for for opening day. And I I think that's fine. I think that's fine that that map isn't in the pool yet. That's fine. Everyone needs time to figure it out. But stage two, I would hope that we'll see it. It's the, the real key is making sure that, uh, the stages line up with the balance patches that are going live with the game, more or less. I know that's going to be difficult, but like yes, they were yeah. just way off last season. Oh yeah, it seemed like, it, like they, it seemed like Overwatch League was living in the past. Yeah, for how long? Like some of these patches would come out. Yeah, uh, and maybe that means you know, hopefully the Overwatch team, because you got to understand, like Overwatch League and Overwatch as a game dev team are two separate teams. Yep. Right, they they do things differently. They do things on their own. Um, those I I would hope that encourages better communication amongst those teams, right? And that it encourages uh, better communication about these patches and and quicker review on how all this data is coming and what it means, right? Yeah. So we can get better turnaround on these patches, better turnaround on the balance on what they all mean. Um, well, it's better tur- <clears throat> turnaround on the implementation into Overwatch League. Uh, so I think just timing them around when a stage is ending so you're not just putting it out in the middle of a stage or right at the beginning of the stage when they're not going to use that patch you know put put it out right at the end maybe you know uh, hits ptr before the the stage finals goes live just after the stage finals so there's there will be that break between stages and the pros got to keep up you know yeah 
Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but I, I imagine that was, I feel like, a, a pretty common complaint, so I hope that's something that they've discussed and addressed, uh, and and we'll see a, a, a lot more consistency this, uh, this yeah. season. And I think, oh, I don't have the schedule. Well, wait, let me click over here. Do I, I'm curious if the... Uh, bear with me here. Stage 2. Hmm. Yeah, I think stage two is going to be wrapping up probably right around when, uh... Well, usually new heroes have been getting dropped in March. March-ish. So maybe yeah. late March. The end of stage two is the the first weekend in April. So, and that's when the all-star break is. So think about that. Uh, the biggest break between mm -hmm. actual competitive play is going to be right around when a new hero drops. So, yeah. Yep, that that would be fair. Yep. That would be fair. Yep. Yeah, and then the next, uh, usually they drop one in around July-ish as well. Where does that put us? Probably somewhere in... Towards, like, finals. Yeah, no, that. but again, that is towards... Well, actually, that's the end of Stage 3, so... Oh, that's right, because since they put the All-Star into the... Yep. Yeah, so that's the end of Stage 3, so we still have Stage 4 to get through. Yeah, that, well, Ooh. yeah, then Stage... So they, they could potentially <laughs> drop that here, slip that hero in. Oh, there is a lot... There's a Los Angeles homestand. Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> come the fuck on. Uh, I guess it's at a different... Is it a different... might be in a different place. Because I think it's actually in L.A. and not in uh, Anaheim, by the look of it. Or... Huh. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to sweat it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've there. always got to have this battle for L.A. thing going on, right? So, okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, there there is room between stages when they could be dropping out heroes. Uh, uh, the, the the yeah. So yeah, and then. God, yeah, stage four wraps up at the end of August, so it will be. Oh shit! Wow. You know, maybe we won't be able to go to someone's reception in PA because Overwatch League playoffs will be going on. How about we tell him about that now <laughs> so he can change his reception date? Okay? Yeah, that's how it works. Or set up a dance, yes. get a stream going. <laughs> yes. This we get important. stream going at the reception. Pause, pause the podcast. we got to talk yeah. to that man. <laughs> we got to bring that man in here for this conversation. Yeah, all right. Anyways, yeah. So, yeah, there there is the ability there to, to get these these changes made mid-season, I feel like. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I hope that we see a lot more reaper play going in yeah like, oh man i honestly i'm surprised we didn't see as much reaper play but i guess i can understand you know pro teams certainly know what's up and they know what they can do with trying to support and work with a reaper player but i just felt like we saw so much winston in there that like why wouldn't you see more reaper play? yeah but especially with a with goats if goats is still alive and oh yeah reaper yeah. just being so powerful right now that he really needs to be so focused i mean the problem with him is that he's a short-range character. You know, he's a short-range DPS, yes. and pros are playing long-range DPS, generally they speaking. Are. Yeah, yeah. they don't want a character that you have to They don't to want get to get in tight. Because it's well, just, the other thing, yeah. too, is you know, people got to remember, like, when we say, like, Reaper is powerful right now, it's not like anything was done to really boost him that much. We're talking about his lifesteal, Yes, right? that was the, the big the change. The biggest change is that Reaper's lifesteal went from gaining back 30% of his damage as health to 50% of his damage comes back as health. 
So if you do 100 damage, and granted, I'm just spitting these numbers out. I don't know what Reaper's full, you land all pellets on a headshot is, right? It's a lot. Well, it's like 200. It's, yeah. So let's say if you do 200 damage, uh, you land all pellets in the head somehow, right? Which is almost impossible to do. Like a couple no, of you're fly just off. shoving that gun into their face. Yes, exactly. So you pop well, one say off you're, in the head. Say you're hitting bam, a, a Roadhog, you know, a Roadhog where yeah. all your pellets are going to hit. I believe that's 200 damage. Yeah. 200 yeah. damage. You get 100 back as health. Mm -hmm. And uh, Reaper himself is already at 200 health, so you can get like he's at 250 half your health back. Yeah, he's at 250. That's right. Mm -hmm. So you're getting like just a little under half your health back with every shot. Um, and then because his wraith form can also purge things like anti heal, uh, and then he comes back fully reloaded from wraith walk too. You can just go right into it, right into it, right into it. Mm -hmm. uh, you can pretty much survive your ultimate pretty well now. Let's bear in mind, Reaper's damage was not buffed. Mm -hmm. All right, so if we think this is really an anti-ghost thing, it, it kind of is. It just means he, he can sustain. To live through yeah. it. He can sustain through those fights. But if you focus him down, he really can. Reaper is super powerful at lower level ranks, to be honest with you, because mm -hmm. they rely on a tank being left alone or solo somewhere that just becomes food for a Reaper to eat. Delicious. Uh, you know, it relies on players not counterpicking with the proper supports or even offense to try and take care of him. Like the new Reaper is easily countered just as he always has been. Uh, he's still a one shot kill for a Roadhog. You can still one shot a Reaper. It's still easy to do. Uh, Anna's anti heal and her sleep dart are both amazing counters out of her kit to stop a Reaper. Uh, McCree flashbang and McRight click right there. Right. Yeah. He's perfect. Nope, far is good. Down. Still. Yeah. Like stun and, yeah. and, and distance are, are still very good against a reaper exactly, um, exactly. it's just like so yeah if, just teams just have to focus him but you know that yeah. additional sustain and if you're throwing around three big bodies that might get him out yeah so can he disrupt more. goats oh absolutely i think he can absolutely yeah. disrupt goats uh, but it is once again at, at the higher levels of play it's going to rely a lot on um cooldown management mm -hmm. not just for the person utilizing them but watching the cooldowns of other players uh, so, for instance, um, you know, the problem that you see, like, with goats at lower levels, this 3-3, three, three, right, three tanks, three supports, is one that Jeff Kaplan was talking about. You could be picking goats heroes. doesn't mean you're playing goats. Because most people go out there, and even our level, we'll go out there, and nobody's really coordinating the use of their cooldowns of your own abilities. And people are just spamming them out there. And that's what happens. It, it turns into a barroom brawl. You're not playing coordinated at all. Uh, so to go against goats you really need to track and if you're the reaper you need to track and watch for certain things right you got to look for a roadhog hook if they have it no that's down you got to watch and see if the honor grenade is down you got to watch and see if a brigitte shield bash is down all these things that are going to disrupt you've got to pick out which ones are the ones you're really worried about and then you can go in mm -hmm. and start and start messing around and it's about monitoring those cooldowns as well as your own uh and simple to to, to counter reaper is in picking the heroes that have the kit that provide utility you know it's not always about raw number up but like oh we need to do this with damage to take them down well yes at the end of the day you have to have enough damage to take them down but we're talking about heroes with abilities what in their ability kit provides utility to the team to actually accomplish that uh, and that's what people need to look at when they're trying to take on a, a reaper that's harassing them mm -hmm. yeah um i I imagine we'll see some Symmetra because of the teleporter 
Oh, uh, yes, Positioning yes, yes. shenanigans. I imagine we'll see Yeah, some I think teams are going to work crazy. I think that's one. Even in our games, like, I love playing Symmetra right now. Um, I've loved her rework. I think it's really fun. One of the things I've always struggled with is finding good use of the teleporter that isn't entirely self-serving and trying to communicate it. And then, like, communicate that over the duration of a, a match, right? Yeah. Like, there are a couple instances where we know, like, okay, through this choke, this is exactly how we're going to use it. Yeah. And we do it. But then after that, it's like, ah, shit, um, how about this? You know, yeah. we just come up, you know, like, things like that's just at random. Um, there are ways to really use that teleporter that I think are just hugely going to benefit teams. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Overwatch League teams are going to really make use of that teleporter ability. Yeah, well, one of the things, because um, people, I think, generally look at it as, like, how do I get around the enemy? You know, how do I get to this high ground where oh, yeah, mobility. how do I get over this mobility. gap? When when I play uh, Reaper, which I've played a lot of Reaper since the beginning, sometimes I use this teleport just to avoid sight lines, you know? Yes. I'm behind yes. this wall, you teleport behind a wall over there, they don't know you just did that, you know? That's... That's yep. a, a great way. It's not just about getting above them or behind them or whatever. It's just avoiding lines of sight so they don't know what you're up to, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Torb, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we'll see him Hard yet. to say if we'll still see Torb. I kind of not thinking so. Uh, that, that, yeah. He's still fun at our ranks. Uh, still pretty situational. Like, the turret is, yep. is easier. You know, you literally just throw it out there now. Um, but I still, like... Pro teams will make mincemeat of that thing. So. Yeah, oh yeah. Pro teams are just going to die, especially now that Molten Core doesn't boost the turret. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, Torb can get in this frontline damage and things, but I just don't see him putting out enough. I, yeah. I don't see maps... I just don't see him being able to survive or do no. damage enough to build up ultimate to really zone lock the way he wants to. Yeah. Sure, certainly great at our ranks, and even great at um uh higher ranks too right mm -hmm. he's it's great in higher ranks where there's everybody's solo queuing so you can still get away with things like that right yeah. but but it's exactly what you're saying high level team coordination right yeah it's, it's, they, it's, they it's, call it's out the turret the turret disappears and then like it, it's still even though you don't have to build it up like you still have to wait a few seconds for it to actually just build itself up and out there and in that time just anyone who sees it Literally any character can kill that thing, pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mercy can whip out her pistol, and, and she'll kill that and thing take it before, down, she, yeah. Yeah, before she like dies. Like, Neptuno, yeah. <laughs> Neptuno getting Torb turret kills is a stat I want to see now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Neptuno, for everybody who, who hasn't watched Overwatch, like, Neptuno was a, a Mercy for <laughs> Philadelphia Fusion, um, which is almost hilarious, because going into Season 1 of Overwatch League, Mercy was not a pick any team would use. Mm -hmm. She was just so bad. And then her rework happened, and all of a sudden teams were like, yes, we have to run Mercy. And and, it, and Neptuno went from being a Lucio main to Mercy in like a matter of weeks. He learned that hero. And he was not afraid to just whip out that pistol and quickly became known as the Battle Mercy. And it is hilarious sometimes just watching that guy go to town with it. He's like, heal a team? Why? Why do that when I can just kill him? Yeah, but... <laughs> Even um, team gives him a hard time, like, maybe we'll get healing this year. As... Uh... As far as team performance goes and like what teams are going to do well and what teams are not, um, it's kind of hard to say because you have eight brand new teams for one. You yeah, have yeah, yeah. so many, uh, you, you have some teams that kind of flush the roster and totally rebuilt. Um, I think it's safe to say that, that kind of some of the top teams like Excelsior, like Fusion, Spitfire, Valiant, uh, that did well last season, they're going to continue to do pretty well. And, and like Houston, 
Uh, they've, mm-hmm. they've already been through a season. They've had that experience. They didn't, like, turn over their roster. Uh, they already know what they're doing, and they're going to be successful because of it, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the season teams coming in are going to have a leg up, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there is a lot of unknowns, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, like, eight brand-new squads, a lot of them filled with players that were on contenders teams, a lot of them that were filled with players that were on Korean contenders teams. I mean, there's... Yeah, and there's probably, a lot of players yeah. who were in season one teams but were just were on the bench Yeah, and then wound up getting on other teams. Yep. Uh, a lot of that that went on. So, yeah, it's it's a who knows, and there have been power rankings list put out there, out the wazoo. Um, it's it's anybody's game. I think game. the bottom line is is just nobody really knows what's going to happen. There there is a bunch of all Korean yeah. squads, and people are just like ah, either they're going to be great. Well, some I don't know. They might be middling. Who knows? They might be overrated. I don't you know. You know what? Here's the thing. Everybody started bumping up teams based on how many Koreans they have. Yeah. Right. They're they're putting that up a lot, uh, and then also because of that, um, you started seeing how the power rankings shift. And today, people are talking about Hangzhou Spark, about how they're all of a sudden, like, people are giving them a lot of credit. And they're like, yeah, they could be up there in these power rankings, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And then somebody pointed out, like, yeah, but everybody thought the same thing about Boston last year. And then look yeah. what happened. Uh, and then everybody thought the same thing about Seoul Dynasty. These guys were yeah. great in Apex. They're going to come in and stomp. Yep. And look what happened to Dynasty. Yep. Look what happened to NYXL. Like. Yep. You know, these teams that look great under the current metas or whatever existed at the time, and then some shift happens, and do they have the ability to adapt? Do they have the ability to adapt on stage in front of a massive audience under the schedule that they're doing? How many of these teams are going to survive when it actually goes on the road? Mm-hmm. You know, how many of them are going to do well with that, with traveling around? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains, I think, for some of these teams, especially ones built off of contenders teams. Yep. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of breaking in period of figuring things out. Uh, and. I think it's going to be really cool. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot really cool. different playing live on a stage in front of people and yeah. then just, uh, you know, kind of online. You know, that that's a big difference. Uh, it's you, all these Koreans are far from home. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here. Um, yeah, there, there's it just you just don't know, man. Like, I'd like to sit here and just make wild like, oh, yeah, these are the teams that are going to make it playoffs and just like. I, yeah, I like I, yeah, like th- those teams I mentioned at the top. I think are pretty solid picks because they're about the same as yeah. they were last year, and they they have the experience. But uh, kind of all the rest of the way down, it's just I don't I don't know, man. Yeah, who knows? Who yeah. knows where it's going? I mean, then you look at teams like Shanghai Dragons. They kept all of two players. Yeah, they got rid of all of their coaches and everybody. Like that's it. They're totally new. Yeah. Who knows where they're coming in? Yeah, uh, my, I did. I did have my prediction that they were going to win a game. <laughs> yes, year, yeah. Which they're I don't think win is, a game. Which I don't think is that oh. bold a prediction, considering how much uh, inexperience there's going to be on out there. Um, oh yeah. Well, and too, I think um, it's funny because you know the the Overwatch League has been tweeting out recaps and player stories and things like this, right? Mm-hmm from the entire season one and they started showing clips from that Florida mayhem game where Aaron and I were sitting in the stands and that game was nuts. Like, yes, Shanghai's dragon oh, yeah. still lost. And we saw for sure, like we were going to be there when Shanghai won a game. <laughs> like we were ready. We were so ready. And, like the whole crowd was ready. And it was the most energized overwatch. I think I've ever seen. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, just the most energized fan experience I've ever been. I was able to like turn my head and look at the cast and teams and the analysts and looking at them and seeing people like Bren and uh, Sideshow and Reinforce just being like, oh my God, are you watching this? What's going on? <laughs> like they're just, fl- everybody's flipping out. It's coming down to the wire. It's down to a map five on the wire, yada, yada. And, oh, man, lost, but, yeah, and then they lost. Great. Oh, then they man, lost, it was so. crazy. It was um, one of the best spectator experiences I ever had was yeah, watching yeah, that match. We're definitely going to learn a lot that during over the course of stage one. Oof, yeah. Know, oh, what, man, it's going to be pretty like. intense watching what comes out of the gate. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see who comes out sprinting and who comes out like playing it safe for the first week or so, you know, and then seeing what happens. Yeah, it, it's just, it's it's going to be wild. I, I, I'd i be surprised if you see teams, like, rocking undefeated uh, streaks just because I think it's just going to be so volatile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's volatile and crazy. I think, speaking of what you said, like, there are teams who are staying consistent with their lineups and mm-hmm. things like that. So you're going to see some solid performance from them. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm doubting we're gonna see this like NYXL has locked their playoffs even before stage four started. Oh yeah, right. I like, I, and that's even just due to the nature of playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Like anybody is at risk now. Um, so I, it's I think we're just gonna see some crazy stuff. I am excited about it. I think it's looking great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a good season. I think it's gonna be a good season. Yeah, I, I think there's there's gonna be a lot more parity. Um, last year, there was kind of like a, def- a definite basement, um, a definite, you know, kind of tier one, and then just uh, a bit of a pack in the middle. But I think it's just going to be much more all over the place. You're not going to see like like the NYXL just kind of ran away with things for the first three stages. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. see teams like Shanghai just going 0-40. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be a lot more varied uh, as they play through the season. Yeah, they're playing yeah. less games total. Yeah, because last year was forty. This yeah, year oh, yeah, they're down 20. So yeah, yeah, much much fewer matches. So it'll yeah, be I, good. I think it's going to see some really focused play. I think too with those weeks that you have off, teams that can do it are definitely going to travel and see fans. So you're going to see a lot more fan engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're going to definitely try to make it back and rep their home teams or their hometowns a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of somebody who got to go see, like I got to go see the Philly Fusion in Philly, uh, it was great. It was awesome, and, and even they were loving. Like everything you heard from them, what they were tweeting afterwards and talking about, they were just like, "Yeah, we got to like sit down and play again as a team around fans, and not just like any fans, like our fans yeah. in Philly, in the city, right?" And they're like, "I can't wait to get back on that stage. I can't wait. Let's go. <laughs> like I'm ready, right? They're ready to play again. They're ready to do it." Uh, and that just felt great, and it was hilarious because. Like, <laughs> my son has a problem locking the door to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And one of the players kind of just opened the door like, oh! I was like, oh, yeah, that's my son. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, the kids had a great time meeting them, too, and, and they were awesome talking with the kids, and just, it was great. Great time seeing them. Yeah. I'm so excited. Tune in. Should, February yeah, tune 14th. In, uh, and you have a show you're going to do. Right? I do. Yeah, I do have a show we're going yeah. to be doing about this uh, unabashed fan experience, recapping some strategies and what went down, and talking some highlights, uh, going yeah. over what worked, what didn't work, and basically shit talking on anybody who isn't Philadelphia Fusion. I look forward to. It. Yeah, you're you you are looking to put up videos. Um, yes. Uh, 
for every match, correct? So for every match. So I've got some work ahead of me. Yeah, there. Uh, but I plan to do some quick recap. Just uh... <laughs> so so Friday, February fifteenth, homeboy better have a video up about them. Fusion. <laughs> better be up about that fusion match, and he, he better do it quick one. because they got another match on Sunday. That Sunday, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> so couldn't have one ready on Monday. <laughs> you couldn't get a you couldn't get a one uh, one match week to to start nope, things to start off with. easy. Nope, at least they're not going yeah. hardcore. At least they're not back to back or like even just two days yeah. apart. At least I got a couple. Of them. Ah, it's okay. They're they're playing London, so it should be a short match. Um, oh, fuck you because <laughs> I know what you mean by that <laughs> All right. oh man alright well thank you everybody we're, yeah. gonna, we'll, we're gonna definitely keep talking more especially as the Overwatch League goes along patch yep. notes, new heroes, new maps come out all that other good stuff, stay tuned to what we got alright yeah thanks for listening and catch you later